You are listening to List It, the show where me and a guest rank and list things in pop culture. And today I'm very excited, not just about the topic, but about my guest. Today I have on Nate Bargatze. Now, uh, Nate is one of the funniest comedians working right now. If you haven't seen his latest Netflix special called The Tennessee Kid, you definitely want to check it out. It is seriously one of the funniest things on Netflix. I've watched it probably four times. It is it is so funny. And I've known for a while that Nate is a big fan of Seinfeld. And I grew up in a Seinfeld household. It was on all the time. Not just, I didn't only watch it when it was on TV during its kind of prime run on NBC, but also in in syndication. I've watched it. I've watched it. I've binged it again on Hulu. It's such a funny and groundbreaking show and it still holds up really well. So it was such a blast to have Nate on to do a deep dive and rank some of our favorite episodes of both of our favorite show. So uh, definitely appreciate Nate coming on and hope you guys enjoy this episode of List It. What's up, everybody? You are listening to List It, the show where me and a guest list and rank things in a pop culture category. And the stakes could not be higher, especially today. These are Seinfeld rankings we're doing, and they are very, very official. I'm very excited about my guest. You can check out his uh, special on Netflix, The Tennessee Kid. Also, uh, coming up on the drive-in tour, uh, you can follow him at Nate Bargatze, and he's host of the Nate Land Podcast. Nate Bargatze, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you for having me. I, I love, uh, yeah, I love doing, I love list. It's a fun thing. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing. I had somebody else on. He was like, this is like a, a barbershop type of thing. We're debating thing. I was like, it's more like barbershop meets like Buzzfeed, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I initially was playing around with slogans for the show. And the idea was making arguing on the internet fun again, because yeah. I, I think there's a lot of like great discussions that happen kind of socially and, and politically, but it's like, dude, sometimes you just have to rank things that don't matter at all. There needs to be more of that. You know, I mean, I, uh, I always think that with my comedy and we're doing that podcast is just not, not that there's enough, there's enough yeah. of serious stuff. That's yeah. all it is. So yeah, there needs to be some, uh, there needs to be some stuff that's, you know, like this, that doesn't yeah. matter. That doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It couldn't be more trivial than debating episodes of a sitcom that hasn't been on the air yeah. in like 10 years. So Nate, yeah. before we jump to the list, man, uh, tell me a little bit about the drive-in tour. Uh, we're starting it out uh, soon and uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I've never done a show at a drive-in theater, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to, I want to see what it is. I want to experience it, uh, you know, get it going. I'm, I'm going to be taping a special in the end of probably the end of October or something. So I'm kind of got to use these dates to kind of get ready for that. And just, yeah. uh, so it's going to be a big, you know, it's a big deal to do these, uh, shows and, uh, help me prepare. And it'll be fun to see how they are. I mean, I think it'll be a different experience for, you know, I'm looking at all this is like, let's all go do this experience. Cause hopefully we don't have to do it. <laughs> Dude, I hope time. not. I hope not, man. Yeah. Is it going to have you like, Ex- experimented before the tour because I imagine with the, doing a drive-in tour, probably the most difficult thing is like you can't hear audible feedback from a lot of the audience. Let's say like beep their horns or something. Is that yeah. going to be weird? Like gauging whether jokes are landing or, or landing the way you want without being able to kind of hear feedback from the audience live? Yeah. I mean, that's just, 
it's going to be super weird. And I think some shows you will be able to, because there's probably a couple shows I think that are just out that outside and like with chairs. Yeah. And then some are actual prop in proper drive-ins. So that, yeah, that would be enormous to figure out just the rhythm of that. I mean, comedy is completely uh, based off the energy from the crowd and what you get back. Uh, but you just have to learn. I mean, you know, it's I've done shows and got no laughs. I've done shows, you know, so you get you just got to get used to how you say it. I'm sure I'm yeah, I'll figure a rhythm out and then they'll get through it. And I yeah, I mean, I'm not, I think they're going to be pretty fun. I mean, it'll be fun to be outside. And, yeah. and it's like so much stuff comes into play and if it rains, if it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is it freezing cold? Is it? Yeah, I, I have no idea. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff like that. That'll be very interesting. Well, dude, so many people are just like dying to get out of the house and do something. I feel like, I feel like in terms of people's moods, every, like I'm, I, I assume because it's driving, not a lot of people are like drinking during the show to get them loose, but everyone is probably so like excited to get out of the house that they're probably in pretty good moods. Yeah, I, I hope so. That's, that's the, you know, no one's done anything. We definitely, you know, uh, our club here in Nashville, Zanies, they were able to do half capacity. And okay. so when they would do shows, you know, that's people are like, this is the first time we've been out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it seems like everybody kind of gets back in the groove of it pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's, it's been, it feels like it's been forever. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not been 10 years, you know, someone's yeah. like, oh, I don't even remember what it's like. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it ends up being art. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, remember Tiger King? Doesn't Tiger King feel like five years ago? Like, it's okay. We're in quarantine, but we can watch this a couple nights and then we'll yeah. be out and everything will be normal. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I, you know, the Tiger King seems like a lifetime ago. It seems forever ago. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to make a movie. You know, by the time they make a movie and all that <laughs> stuff of it, you're going to, yeah, I think you're going to have trouble being like, what was this? Uh, oh, yeah. That's right. It was everything. I mean, someone, I heard people talk about, you know, I mean, remember the start of this year was these wildfires in Australia. They were yeah. gigantic. It was a huge thing. I mean, that doesn't even. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, 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 really? Yeah. Australia was on yeah. fire? That was like oh, when I was a kid. Yeah. 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 When I grew up, they were on fire. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that just kind of moves along. And it seems like everything, every day something's new. So, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Well, hopefully there's a little escape from that. Now we're going to rank Seinfeld episodes. Nate, did you grow up in like, like I grew up in a Seinfeld house. Like my parents, they didn't just watch it when it was on like primetime on NBC. Like when it was on like afterwards, like eight times a day, like, yeah. y- you know, where TBS, like half the lineup was Seinfeld. It was just, it was like the only thing that I think my dad watched for a period of like 10 years was Seinfeld reruns and like Sports Center. Were, were you mm-hmm. a big Seinfeld guy growing up? Yeah, I mean, I'm basically your dad. That's just, we were, my, uh, we watched Seinfeld. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, my parents always watched it. And uh, I remember watching it, you know, I mean, I was, it was like, it started in 89, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have been 10 years old. So, you know, I'm like 11, 12, like I'm not really watching them. But when I was graduate, when I was finishing high school, 96, 97, 90, I graduated in 97. So 98, I really, I watched those live. Yeah. But I watch it every night. Uh, okay. I, I watch it usually when I eat. I watch it at night. Yeah. I mean, I watch every sh- uh, every show. We're uh, and we we actually talked about we talked about Seinfeld a lot on our podcast, and we're we going to hopefully do this will gear me up perfectly for one day we want to do an episode on because I, I mean I love it so much I think it's the best show that's ever you know I we always debate Seinfeld or The Office uh, yeah but I mean Seinfeld I love The Office 
Seinfeld to me is pretty, you know, the harder ones are the ones early on, but it's yeah. a lot of it's because of the way it looks. It just looks so old. Yeah. And the, and the, because a lot of, I, I rewatch a lot of episodes and I kind of favored in my list a lot of like stuff in later seasons because mm-hmm. also the pacing early on, some of those first yeah. seasons, they were kind of figuring it out. But, yeah. but when they really got in the pocket with it, it was the funniest thing on TV, you know? Yeah. I, season seven is when I, that's for me, uh, the best, the best season. See, I even like, I think we'll probably get into this, but like, I even like some of even season nine, which I know like hardcore fans are kind of on the fence about, but even when it got more Simpsons, like and the plots got more absurd and kind of cartoonish, I still thought it was great because they were kind of self-aware about how ridiculous it was. You know, I, I'm a big, you know, uh, I like the later seasons. Yeah. And so those are the ones I, and we go back and rewatch them, but I was, you know, people always, when Larry David left and, so the, everybody talks about Larry David. I feel like people downplay Seinfeld, you yeah. know, like almost in a way they act like he, you know, Seinfeld is the one that put this together. He's the reason we have this show. Yeah. Larry David left the show. Not saying Larry David's unbelievable. I'm not taking any, that guy is, is the best. And so them together, but I just always am a little defensive of Seinfeld because I think people just tend to be like, well, it was terrible when after Larry David left. You're like, well, Larry David was trying to leave the entire time. Yeah. So that had to be a nightmare for, I mean, Seinfeld had to just be constantly like, no, dude, just let's do another one. Let's do, you know, yeah. we need to keep going and had to keep him rolling. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the later seasons. It, well, and, cause I feel like when, when Larry David started doing curb, people could realize like, Oh, I guess that was Larry David's thing on Seinfeld. He was kind of yeah. the slow burn awkwardness where Seinfeld, it really did have the set him up, kind of knock him down. Punch. Like I feel like the joke density in later yeah. seasons was so much heavier because you get that Seinfeld influence. I think that's why a lot of my favorite episodes are towards the end. Uh, Cause I always look at like storylines yeah. to be, you know, I mean, when we talk about it, there will, uh, there's episodes that I think people think are great. And there's one thing that's great in it, yeah. but the whole episode's not. Yeah. And so, and I think the later season, Will end up, you know, it, a lot of them end up having episodes that you're like, oh, they had this in it. You're like, that also had this in it too. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, that had that episode was unbelievable. Yeah, well, that, that I, this took me, you know, uh, you, obviously we've I've interviewed before for uh, uh, a magazine, and I used to do a lot of like magazine writers where there's a lot of research and things. I put so much research into into like trying to narrow down my six favorite episodes yeah. because there are so many that it's like oh, I don't want to leave that off. And two, part of his personal preference, like what strikes yeah. one person as funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Nate, let's go ahead and jump into the list. We'll do things a little bit different this time. I'm going to go ahead and read my top six episodes. And since, Nate, you have the encyclopedic knowledge of the series, I really want your kind of feedback as we kind of walk through uh, these six episodes. And then I'll have you jump in and kind of talk through some of your favorite episodes of the series. Yeah, yeah, you go first. So my my number six favorite episode is it's a season nine episode, and it's The Slicer. And this is the one where Kramer decides that he hasn't had a good sandwich uh, in years and, and, and decides to invest in a meat slicer for himself. Yeah. Yes. And, and, uh, but the other plot, and, and this is the other thing I like about some of the, the really great episodes of Seinfeld is when the plots all perfectly like circle back on themselves. And, and mm-hmm. like the B plot kind of closes the loop of the A plot. 
But at the same time, George gets a job at Kruger Industrial Smoothing and sees on the desk of Mr. Kruger a picture of himself in the background with, with Mr. Kruger and his family on the beach. And kind yeah. of the zaniness ensues. But what you find out is George uh, that day got into a confrontation with Mr. Kruger and his family that ended with George throwing the boombox of Mr. Kruger into the ocean. Uh, through kind of a, a lot of different events. It ends with Kramer in a lab coat, uh, because it is actually a butcher's coat, going to Mr. Kruger to try to take a sample off of a mold to make sure he doesn't have cancer. And it kind of closes the loop on this big story. What are your feelings about the, the Slicer episode in season nine, Nate? I'm a big fan. So Kruger is one of my favorite characters. Okay. And I mean, when they meet, Kruger, I mean, Kruger is such an unbelievable character. Yeah. Uh, and when he goes in and he hires him, they've got to hire somebody. And he's yeah. just like, all right, that's fine. He's out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he, he is, I mean, he's going through uh, George's uh, resume. He's like, you yeah. worked at play it now for 14 days. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he goes, yeah, that was, he's trying to, you know, act like it's okay. And he's like, I don't care. We got to hire somebody. Your background is impressive, George, but uh, how does it apply to what we do here at Kruger Industrial Smoothing? Well, at the Yankees, it was, uh, it was all about smoothing things over, you know, chiseling away, grinding down. In fact, we, uh, we used to call it the grind. It says here you worked at play now for four days. That, that should be a 14. Let me just... <laughs> well, George, I'll be honest. I could go either way on you. But what the hell? We need someone, huh? You, uh, you won't regret this, sir. I don't care. And that's, when Seinfeld, that's a great episode because Seinfeld dates the pimple, pimple popper yeah. MD. And yeah. they've got skin cancer. He's like, ah. And then they bring the, uh, the Kramers, the fake doctor. I mean, yeah. that's when all the storyline... I'm trying to think, what was Elaine's... Uh, uh, Elaine, uh, she got her, uh, she was shaving. To, she got locked in her apartment. Yes. And, yeah. Feeding the cat. When yeah. he goes, when Kramer has to go put the uh, paper clip and, and do the power yeah. On, yeah. for the cat. And he goes, and he shocks him. I mean, him shot, when he shocks himself, as far as anything in that show of Kramer doing like something very animated and funny. Uh, when he shocks himself is one of the funniest, how he just gets hit yeah. and just falls on the ground and they're sitting there. I mean, it's unreal. And they got to cut that. Yeah. This, I mean, it's unbelievable. He, he, Kramer says he cut a piece of, <laughs> Hey, I'm so thin. He goes, I couldn't even see it. He's like, how'd you know you cut it? He's like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> well, even Mr. Kruger after uh, he's, he's explaining what happened on the beach that day. And he, he just like, so deadpan looks at George and said him and his kids decide to throw all of George's stuff into the ocean just because they yeah. saw a pear-shaped loser. And yeah, like yeah. every, or like when Jerry, you know, when his, the girlfriend who's a dermatologist talks about how rewarding it is to save a life and Jerry just gets in her face and goes, it takes a large, must take a pretty large pimple to kill a man. And it is yeah, like yeah. beat for beat. The whole episode just, just nails it. Even though it is kind of one of the absurd ones. Flowers, this is so nice. Well, I'm a classy guy. <laughs> How's the life-saving business? It's fine. It must take a really, really big zit to kill a man. He's with you. You call yourself lifesaver. I call you Pimple Popper MD. <laughs> Dr. Sigurides, 
Mr. Perry, how are you? I just want to thank you again for saving my life. She saved your life? I had skin cancer. Skin cancer? <laughs> Damn. I want to I want to ask you about Kramer's physical comedy. Did you mention him getting electrocuted? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that is something that evolved from early seasons where, you know, it used to be just him kind of entering the apartment was a punchline. But he really had like the episode where he was trying to wear jeans. And yeah, uh, yeah. I heard when he was trying to get those jeans off, I heard he actually hurt himself on set because he was so dedicated to like keeping like the stiff body and have the jeans yeah. pulled off. What, what were your thoughts on kind of Kramer? Because he was the most cartoonish out of the group. Uh, I mean, I like that Gene once. I mean, the one we talked about the paperclip thing. If you ever see a blooper, he he was very serious. Yeah, and when he did this stuff, and he was serious because I think how much physical toll it does take yeah. to be like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go all out. So he, if they messed up a line, he would be super upset about it. Yeah, because it's like, dude, I can't do this all the time. And that one where they're he's doing the paperclip in the in the light sock or in the plug he i mean elaine i remember keeps laughing yeah and he's i think he's getting upset about it because yeah. you know because he's like i mean he's got to do this crazy <laughs> yeah thing so the commitment that he had and then him just being you know i mean all like i mean uh i just watched the one where he has the job uh, which is no effect uh, yeah, yeah. where he goes and gets a real job. It's, I mean, I don't know just how he gets himself. He's like a guy that you like a guy that just kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. When Jerry, he asked him that one time he goes, Hey, do you want to go somewhere with me? And he's like, yeah, I'll go. He's like, I could almost said anything right. There. Yeah. <laughs> he's a guy that is just going to go. He'll yeah. just go. Well, the the other funny thing when the episode where Kramer gets the it gets the job and it just even the way he delivers his line in like so deep into character where Jerry's like, well, what do you even have in the briefcase? Crackers and just like walks yeah, out of yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. or him getting on and off the subway all like exasperated yeah, uh, that he, whole him going to work I yeah mean, that is 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 wonderful just yeah, a guy that doesn't fit in that world yeah. of normal people just going to work and it's just, yeah, that, I mean, that's almost, that's almost like how you could describe him, him walking on the subway and then getting just carried back off <laughs> yeah. the subway. That's, yeah. that's Kramer. It's the guy yeah. that's going against everybody else. Kramer. Hey buddy. Hey, it's eight o'clock in the morning. What the hell is going on? Breakfast. I got to be in at Brant Leland by nine. Why? <laughs> because I'm working there. That's why. How long have I been asleep? What, what year is it? Jerry, I don't know if you've noticed, but lately I've been drifting aimlessly. Now that you mention it. But I finally realized what's missing in my life. Structure. And at Brant Leland, I'm getting things done. And I love the people I'm working with. How much are they paying? No, 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 no. I don't want any pay. I'm doing this stuff for me. Clearly. So, uh, what do you do down there all day? TCB. No, taking care of business. <laughs> yep, I gotta go. All right, so I'll see you tonight, huh? I forget my briefcase. <laughs> well, what do you got in there? Crackers. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and it's so integral to the 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 kind of comedic chemistry of the group. All right, so yeah. so my number five favorite episode. This is this is uh, a season seven episode. So th yeah. you said season seven, which I where think you, it's the best season. Wh it's do pretty you, flawless. Wh where did Larry David leave? Do you remember? 
Uh, I don't remember when he left. Because he came back for the finale. Yeah. Did he, he was probably there seven. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it was. I, I think it was not there for like maybe the last yeah. two for eight nine. So this yeah. was season seven, and the episode's called "The Pool Guy." And this is one of those episodes, like you were talking about earlier, where where all the plot lines just just really are hitting on all cylinders. So this is the episode where uh, Newman and Jerry end up uh, getting kicked out of their their fitness club because the pool guy, the pool cleaner, Ramon tries to befriend Jerry just outside of work. And Jerry informs mm-hmm. him that he already has enough friends in his life. And there's yeah. a great scene where Ramon is standing in a subway car and Jerry you know, tells him he's got enough friends. And you just see Ramon slide away in the subway car, like pounding yeah. on the window. Uh, Jerry and Newman end up injuring Ramon and refusing to give him CP mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And that whole plot line is just hilarious. Yeah. But the on the on the George Elaine Kramer side, Kramer has his phone number changed to five 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 Filk, and yeah. it, even though it's a little dated because no one calls a movie phone like for I guess the young listeners, you used to have to call a phone number yeah. and have like an automated message read you what movies were playing at what time. But Kramer has a mix up, and so people start calling him. And he just becomes the movie phone guy, yeah. uh, and at the same time. Uh, this is where Elaine and Susan kind of befriend each other and George becomes jealous of their friendship. And it has the famous climatic scene where George storms a screening of Chunnel, one of the great fake yeah. Seinfeld movies, yeah. and tells people, you're killing independent George. It is, it is maybe a perfect episode. Susan! Jerry! Jerry! Where are you? I know you're there! Answer me! Answer me! Come on, show yourself. Hey, we're trying to watch a movie here. Drink yourself. Come on, I know you're there. Laughing at me. Laughing and lying at me. I had to go to Reggie's, Jerry. Reggie's! Come on, stay over there. Where are you? Hey, are you sure you got the right theater? Yeah, 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 Chunnel. Chosen! It's playing in two theaters. (laughs) Two theaters? Yeah, there's a nine, two. Oh. I agree. So that's that is a that is an episode that I loved. Is is that every line, every storyline is great. Yeah. I mean, when they get, you know, uh, when they all go to the movies in the lane, I'll take uh three tickets, two adults, one child. Yeah, after he yeah. says what happened. And yeah. he goes, he, he could have died. Jerry's like, Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a big chance. <laughs> He goes, can you go back there? He goes, no, we can't never. They revoked. <laughs> oh, no, no, they revoked. No. Even they, when even when Newman is like running to jump in the pool and he ends up, you know, crushing poor Ravon, even yeah. when Newman is running in that old timey one piece bathing suit and he yells, Ollie, Ollie, Oxen, Ollie, free, Oxen free. Even yeah, that is perfect, you know? It's perfect. The, yes, movie phone. I got the time. Like Kramer's just got the time. I got the time. <laughs> no. And he goes, uh, and when he's the one guy calls, he goes, what? He goes, no, I haven't seen it. He goes, my buddy saw it, uh, Jerry. He goes, he'll tell you. And then he's trying to give him the phone. And Jerry's like, no, he's like, what's the matter with you? I, how many times Kramer says, what's the matter with you is so funny to me because yeah. it's such, because he's asking the person to do something insane. Yeah. And the person's like, no. And he's like, what's the matter? With you? Come on. Yeah. Like, don't be ridiculous. Like, it's just so great. It's it's almost like Kramer can't understand why someone else wouldn't want I to mean, be at his level. You know, why would you not want to talk to this stranger <laughs> yeah. about this movie? And he's on the phone with someone that's like, 
Yeah, just put whoever on the phone. I'll talk yeah. to him. Tell me how the movie is. I mean, and when he started, and he's, when, he, when George calls, he goes, uh, press the button, like, put your zip code in. And he's like, and then there was this brown eyed girl. Uh, yeah. he goes, Why don't you just don't, tell me? Tell me the movie that you want to see. Hello, and welcome to Movie Fall. If you know the name of the movie you'd like to see, press one. Come on, come on. Using your touchstone keypad, please enter the first three letters of the movie title now. You've selected Agent Zero. If that's correct, press one. What? Uh, you've selected Brown Eyed Girl. If this is correct, press one. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you selected? Channel? To find the theater nearest you, please enter your five-digit zip code now. Why don't you just tell me where you want to see the movie? You know, and that's one of those episodes, too, where someone... The, movie phone is such a memorable scene but it's it is it's, it is a perfect one where you're there all of them are independent george you could I, you could see someone could probably think they're different episodes yeah but they're all in that same episode and, and the and the brilliance of it is all the plots are deeply connected where it's almost like how they all round out is one big punchline you know, yeah. and where, where that's some of the fun of those of those great episodes. But even when when Kramer is pretending to be the movie phone guy, and you see the panic on his face where people are using the touchstone phone, and he's just like, "Why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see?" It was the perfect delivery, you know. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, I have another for my for my number four. I combined two uh, two episodes that that aired as one episode. So episode twenty one, twenty two, also of season seven. And I remember watching this, I think it was only in like seventh grade, maybe, um, yeah. when it was on TV. And I, and I was watching it live. But it is the episode is called The Bottle Deposit. And uh, it has a long plot. But for, for people who somehow haven't seen this one, uh, <laughs> Kramer and Newman learn that you can refund old glass bottles for 10 cents in Michigan. They hatch a plan to drive up there in Newman's mail truck to to try to cash in on this scheme on this theme. In the meantime, Elaine has placed a bid for her boss Jay Peterman's uh, at a charity auction to get a a, a collector's uh, kind of memorabilia of golf clubs that used to belong to JFK. Uh, she puts them in the back of the car of, of in Jerry's vehicle, and Jerry takes his car to a mechanic who ends up being a psychopath and treating the car as if it's his his own child yeah. and ends up yeah. stealing the car. Hey, Tony. Thanks for coming in, Jerry. Sure. I think I know what's going on here. And I just want to hear it from you. But I want you to be straight with me. Don't lie to me, Jerry. You know that motor oil you're putting in there? From one of those quickie lube places, isn't it? Well, I change it so often. I mean, Jerry, all the way down motor here. oil is the lifeblood of a car. Okay, you put in a low-grade oil, you can damage vital engine parts. Okay, see this gasket? I have no confidence in that gasket. Here's what I want to do. I want to overhaul the entire engine, but it's going to take a major commitment from you. 
you're gonna have to keep it under 60 miles an hour for a while. You gotta come in and you gotta get the oil changed every thousand miles. How much money is this gonna cost me? I don't understand you. It's your own car we're talking about. You know you wrote the wrong mileage down on the form? You barely know the car. You don't know the mileage. You don't know the tire pressure. When was the last time you even checked the washer fluid? But the washer fluid is fine. The washer fluid is not fine. Uh, during the way to Michigan, Kramer and, and Newman intersect the, the, the car thief and sort of this kind of fight with the golf clubs on the highway ensues. This one hit on so many notes and had so many good moments. What are your thoughts on, on that two-parter of the bottle deposit? Uh, yeah, that was, you know, then, yeah, Elaine buys the golf clubs and, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, when he gives them, when he gives the Peterman at the end and he, uh, was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know he had such a temper. <laughs> Kennedy had such a temper and it's like, oh yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, just, and he just goes with, it. he's like, oh, he's going to play with them. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the George one? The George in that one. Oh, that one has another. George's plot. This is one that it, you feel like it's a different episode, but it's actually they crammed a lot in this one. George is working for the Yankees, and Mister mm. Wilhelm is kind of on him because George has been slacking off, and he he summons him to come walk with him and tell him about a very important work assignment. In yeah. mid dialogue, Mister Helm, Mister Wilhelm walks into the bathroom, yeah. and George misses the assignment. And his only clue that Mister Wilhelm tells him is that it's like the song "Downtown." Oh, it's all in the song. Oh, yeah, it's all in the song. <laughs> did you get out of payroll? Yes, payroll. Yes, I did. Very productive. Payroll paid off. Well, then I guess you'll be heading downtown, then, huh? Oh yeah, downtown, <laughs> definitely. Well, I'm very interested to see how this thing turns out. Yeah, you said it. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Wilhelm. Uh, do you really think... Well, is this downtown trip really necessary, you know, for the project? Oh, no, you, you've got to go downtown, George. It's all downtown. <laughs> you know, just like the song says. The song? There's your answer. <laughs> downtown. Downtown. And and I feel like beat for beat, this episode, every every plot line really, really nailed it. Yeah, down, down. It's all they're <laughs> singing this. They're, they've got nothing. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh that episode's uh it's a it's a great episode. Them, I mean, yeah, them breaking, I mean, them going to steal all the cans. Uh you know, they the home. They just drop change, and then some homeless friend. They just take all his part of cans. <laughs> and he's been working on this scheme forever. It's, yeah, it, and he's like, you can't do it. Mother's Day. Yeah, you get an extra. And I signed up for the truck. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable episode. I mean, that all that together. You know, them. Them. I'm trying to picture it now. Like them driving. When they, well, yeah, when he picks, I mean, he kicks Newman out. Yeah. Newman goes that farm. <laughs> he hits on the farmer's uh, daughter, yeah. and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a that solid, solid episode. Yes. The, the the other thing I liked about this one. Now, were, are you a fan of Always Sunny? Are you? Do you, do you ever? Watch I've never Always? seen it. No. Okay. No. So I know so, it's great. Yeah, it, it, and it has a similar dynamic in that the characters. Well, there's no sentimentality, right? Like mm -hmm. it, you know, Larry David had the famous thing of no hugs. 
Like, yeah. you know, there yeah. was never going to be a moment where you're like, oh, they really learned something or the character yeah. improved. It's like, no, no, they're terrible people. And that's the whole point of this. Why it's funny. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of uh, an episode where Sonny kind of took some notes because all of their characters are always scheming of, you know, kind of ways to get wealthy. And they're also just awful, petty people who don't even really trust each other. And that was one of the beauties of this episode is that those like features of the characters are played for such great comedy. Yeah. 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 That no hugging is a wonderful thing in an uh, episode. Cause I mean, you, you really see this show. There's a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's some time there's, I mean, they do some stuff that there's some bad people, you know, like yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff that they do, but to do that and be likable is pretty yeah. crazy. Cause I mean, there's a great chance that this show could not work and everybody hates it. Yeah. You know, because you're just like, I don't, cause the, like the office, is the opposite. You know, you yeah. had the Jim and Pam storyline is, I mean, one of my favorite storylines ever, just seeing yeah. them, if they're going to get together and how all that worked out. Uh, so yeah, they, I mean, they just went in that other way and it, it truly worked, but that's the, it fits what they do. It's the comedy of what they do. And that's what comedy is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I feel like I've loved shows like Parks and Rec and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's been a handful of other good sitcoms, but I, I can't remember any other show. Like I said, Always Sunny, they, they sometimes they take it a little too far. It gets a little too dark, you know, mm -hmm. but, yeah. but Seinfeld was right in that sweet spot because it was around at the same time, like Friends was on in the same like yeah. must see TV kind of yeah. two hour block on NBC where Friends, it did have those kind of romantic lines and you were kind of rooting for things. With Seinfeld, it was just jokes. It, it, yeah. it was just comedy. I feel like that's kind of why it works so well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so so number three, <clears throat> I feel like this is a, somewhat controversial among Seinfeld fans, and I was kind of on the fence because I really wanted to do the little the little Jerry episode where yeah. uh, where Kramer and Jerry are training the rooster for cockfighting. Yeah, um, yeah. But I didn't feel like all of the subplots really hit the notes. So uh, th this one's a little kind of a, one of the more absurdist episodes, but I felt like it had so many just like really laugh out loud, loud moments that I had to include it. And that is the chicken roaster episode where Kenny yeah. Rogers chicken moves across the street from Jerry and Kramer's apartment, which because of the bright light from the neon, they end up switching apartments and kind of switching personas. Uh, and, and at the same time, Elaine is sort of on this kick where uh, she has been put in charge at the J. Peterman catalog and is just running up massive bills, including an $8,000 Russian fur hat, which George she gives to George, which George loses. It culminates with George bringing his hat uh, that he replaces it with that's made of rat hair and, and, and covering the Kenny Rogers Chicken uh, restaurant with rat hair. Again, so many. It has a really funny interaction with George, with with Jerry, and an old classmate that he runs into on the sidewalk. Do you do yeah. you do you remember the yes. the, the chicken roasters episode? Yeah, like Costanza. Yeah, uh, yeah. When he because like, he got to go back and get that hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I mean that would be one of mine. That's on there. Them switching sides. Him getting addicted to that. Uh, to the chicken. Yeah. He, he has that guy blow it off and he's like, you're working at fast food restaurant, not, not fast food, good food, fast food <laughs> or something like that. And then they, uh, you know, it's not gonna be good for anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not gonna be yeah, good for no. business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be for anybody. Hey, next time lunch will be on me, huh, Jer? Hey! Stay away from the chicken! Hey! Hey, chicken! Mess you up! 
That's not going to be good for business. That's not going to be good for anybody. It's yes, that that whole episode, I, I the the whole thing. I mean, I mean the Newman. I mean when Newman's bringing that chicken in and. And he makes me eat broccoli and <laughs> he got stuff crawling over there. I'm on no sleep. Bob Sacramento called Jerry. Talked to Bob Sacramento at 3 a.m. Yeah. And I love when they, when Jerry finds out that the meeting that the guy blew off, you know, uh, ended up costing, costing him his job as an executive. And the guy's like, but Jerry, we went to college together. And Jerry's like, I only knew you through Moochie. And you're like, yeah, you yeah. just love Jerry. It just how little Jerry cares. Or also when uh, Kramer. He goes, How's Moochie doing? He goes, he died. Yeah, Moochie's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's dead. Or when Kramer hangs the 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 anti-Kenny Rogers, when they're trying to run Kenny Rogers yeah. chicken out of town. And, and Jerry sees him with a sign. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, like the 60s. Take it to the streets. streets and, yeah. <laughs> that chicken will mess you up. It, it, is, yeah. it is prime Kramer, that episode. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, he's just sitting there eating at night in the bed, just like <laughs> rocking. He's eating greasy chicken in his bed. Yeah. And Jerry's And then dead. that red light in, yeah. And, that, and then when he, too, when he goes back to, oh, uh, when he goes back to his bed and they cut that light off, he's yeah. like, Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> Come back, yeah. Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's seeing it. Yeah. Uh, it's one way to do And he puts the milk. That's another great one. He tries to make cereal and uh, he grabs it and he goes, and he goes, what are you doing? He goes, that looked like milk to me. Goes, <laughs> My rods and cones are all messed up. Are Jerry. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. We, get, like, we got to move in together. I don't know, Kramer. Let's, um, <laughs> he's just cleaning up. He makes that big mess. He throws it. Yeah. It's an uh, um, unbelievable episode. And, and he goes over. Oh, because because he, he's going to run Kenny out of business. He can't because that guy's working. Yeah. Wonderful. And so yeah. Jerry has to go do it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you know that was one too where Seinfeld, you know, I mean by by, by then he was knew what he was doing, but I mean that's a big acting, yeah, you know, for him to do. Like they kind of protected Seinfeld as they should have because he's around such great actors. Yeah, to be he doesn't need to be all out. He's kind of facilitating every episode. Yeah, and then he's got these crazy people around him, so. That one, you know, was I feel like it was a turn where, yeah. uh, you know, where, I mean, like you said, they switched personas, him and Kramer. I'm on no sleep, no sleep. You don't know what it's like in there. All night long, things are creaking and cracking, and that red light is burning my brain. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> so, Kramer, what am I supposed to do if I don't have that fur hat by four o'clock? They're gonna take me down like. You know my friend Bob Sacramento? But he was Kramer's friend. Well, he called last night about 3 a.m. and we got to talking. He sells Russian hats down at Battery Park. 40 bucks. 40 bucks? Are they sable? No, but the difference is negligible. Hey, well, the other thing, too, why I think the show is so interesting, because you took the funniest guy, who was Jerry Seinfeld, who <clears throat> at the time, and maybe still, is one of the funniest people on Earth, and made mm -hmm. him the straight man. Yeah, pretty yeah. much every episode. He he yeah. did. He really kind of teed the the cast up to be funny around him, and he he breaks all the time, and they just keep it. There are so many episodes yeah. where Jerry's trying to deliver a line, but you see the smirk come across his face. But yeah. they just kind of leaned into it, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. You accepted it. <laughs> yeah.
How did you feel? I, I have an episode coming down the list that, that deals with, how did you feel about the Susan arc uh, of the series? Like, I, I felt like sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, mainly because I, I never really like, I didn't dislike Susan, but she didn't, I don't feel like she had the same kind of comedic chops as some of the cast. What did you feel about the Susan arc? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think she did. I did like it. I mean, the, especially the way it ended with the, you know, I mean, she died and, yeah. <laughs> and then they, I mean, I thought they did, they really handled it, uh, very well. I mean, she was introduced, you know, very early in the pilot episode or well, the, but it's not the pilot, but the episode where they yeah. pitched the pilot. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I loved it because it was so much for George, you know, I mean, the episode where he's like, maybe she can, uh, take a, take a flight. And he's yeah. hoping the plane goes down. And he goes, you know, the odds of a flight going down, it's like one in a million. He goes, it's something, Jerry, it's something. I mean, he's wanting her to die. Like yeah. it's, And that's what's so, because that to me is what comedy is. I mean, I, I have a lot of people die in my jokes. His comedy is in a very extreme absurd. And you almost, you got to go absurd because if you don't go absurd, it's too real. So you need yeah. to go absurd. Like, it can't just be like, I hope we break, she breaks up with me it's she's got to die and that's yeah. the only way out of this scenario for him um so i i did like it because what it brought out of george was amazing you know yeah. we had a pack you know i mean yeah. he's upset about it and i mean it's it's and then how it ends is uh unbelievable yeah with with susan dying because she's licked old yeah. invitation that george brought and <laughs> the the episode it did make my list but i do feel like since we're talking about the summer of george where yeah. it's 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 kind of the culmination of just all his horribleness which is also just incredibleness like yeah. converge on and what's jerry's great line where he's like um uh are you done uh decomposing he's like decompressing jerry decompressing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah decompressing yeah. yeah was that the one he goes i've mourned for uh, three long months, summer months. I mean, like more in the winter. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, real quick, before we go to the final two on my list, the um, the, the some of the ancillary characters: David Putty, Kenny Banya, or Newman. Which one do you think packs kind of more pound for pound last? Because as much as I want to say Newman, I think every time Putty is on the screen. It, yeah. it it just the his his weird he's so committed to that dry delivery that yeah. it always works for me you know when uh, Newman I mean so one of my favorite lines in the entire show is when they the the dog episode where they take the dog and then the police show up at Newman's door yeah. and when he opens the door and he goes what took you so long yeah <laughs> uh, that was as one of the lines that I mean I lost it not. Yeah watching it on a rerun i almost like just kind of forgot about that yeah uh but uh, I, I agree i mean banya too uh i like i like people talking about banya more than i would have probably thought the banya stuff was as funny yeah but i liked when jerry didn't like him and i think as a comic that was a very comic world thing yeah uh but i i would agree it's gotta be putty i mean putty's you know yeah, when I mean they do, when they break up on that flight back, <laughs> just, and he's like, "I gotta, your vegetable, your he goes, you gotta move on vegetable lasagna. I gotta move on. It's a long flight. Like they already, you know, they, they already. He's already like talking to another girl. Like he's trying to. Uh, 
I mean, Putty's pretty great. I love what causes them to break up too. And it's just that Putty doesn't want to read anything on the flight. And he just wants yeah. to stare blankly at the scene. <laughs> yeah. You want anything to read? No. I'm going to yeah. just stare. You want something to read? No. Well, are you going to take a nap? Or... No. You're just going to sit there staring at the back of the seat? Tell me about it. I don't know why I ever took you back. Oh, please. I took you back. You know it. I know it. Vegetable lasagna here knows it. Please, please. I don't want to get involved. Oh. I hope a giant mountain rises out of the ocean and we just ram right into it and end this whole thing. Oh, God. Yeah, Putty's pretty false. I mean, you know, when he, when he is the Christian radio station, yeah. and he's, you know, and it's like, I know this is why you're going to hell. Your boss, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, I'm not uh, going to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> that whole. I mean, that it makes him. He's he paints his face. He's a face painter. <laughs> uh, yeah, Putty's pretty. I mean, I do when they bought that car. Yeah, uh, and all you know, it's. Yeah, it's uh, feels like an Arby's night. Yeah, <laughs> I that would that was routinely said in my household, like yeah. growing up. You know, feels like yeah. an Arby's night. Yeah, feels like an Arby's. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and I feel like out of all of like the little bottle episodes, like the Chinese restaurant, the parking garage, I feel like the one that I still like laugh the most at is the car dealership episode. So, so like I feel yeah. like every couple of years they would do an episode where the whole cast is stuck in a very mundane place. Like I said, yeah. they got the car lost in the garage. They're looking for. Uh, you know, uh, they're waiting to get in at the Chinese food restaurant or the movie theater. But the one where they're stuck at the car dealership all day, where Putty is a car salesman, that episode, I feel like it literally was just like, what's the funniest thing about every character? So like Kramer, you know, just wanting to go on a test drive, but just to see how far he can go once it runs out of gas or George being convinced that someone ate his candy bar that accidentally fell into the vending machine and doing these taste tests. It took all of their neurosis and just drove it as far as to the limit, to, as far as the limit as possible, and it just nailed it. All because I feel like Putty was that weird linchpin. Where Jerry yeah. asked him, he's like, the, he, Jerry's like, well, what about the undercoating? He's like, we don't even know what that does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My dad was a car dealer uh, growing up, and so that to him was that's like the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, oh yeah. I imagine yeah for a car dealer, that's got to be yeah the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Rust proofing. Rust proofing. Transport charge. Storage surcharge, additional overcharge. Finder's fee. Finder's fee was on the lot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, floor mats, keys. Keys? They're gonna start it. All right, so my number two, and I only did this because I felt like the 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 one plot works so well, and I feel like it's one of those episodes that you never forget the first time you saw it, and that's the marine biologist. And so what, what set it up was, uh, Jerry had run into an old crush of George and, and told, told her that George was doing well and he's now a marine biologist. 
And so uh, George is very concerned about trying to uphold this lie. At the same time, Kramer has acquired a stash of 600 golf balls, which he decides to take to the beach and just for a little driving practice. He comes in. There's a great another physical comedy moment where yeah. he throws down the golf clubs and he yeah. reveals he you only... You want these? Because I don't <laughs> yeah. want them. Yeah. <laughs> and he reveals that he only got hold of one the yeah. entire time. It culminates with, with George recounting what happened when he was walking on the beach with Diane. And they come across a beached blue whale. And there's a great line where someone in the crowd on the beach around this whale yells, is there a marine biologist in the house? And George is forced to to, uh, overcome the lie. And he reaches in the the whale's blowhole and pulls out a golf ball. When when, When that whole monologue and flashback was going... I remember just the buildup and, and delivery. It made it was like it was like one joke building a whole episode yeah. that just I mean it landed the plane perfectly. Yeah, the sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> uh, like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. <laughs> there, and then, you know that big thing too is they did that in one take. Did that it really? The, yeah, they wrote that line. They had something else, and then they wrote that. Larry David went and wrote that part, gave it to George. He had maybe ten minutes, and he did it in one take. And uh, it, that so it's pretty crazy for that to happen. Yeah, so that was an episode that uh, I would say a lot of people have marine biologists uh, like you know like two one like as this top episode. And uh, I don't really, uh, but Jerry's plot line's not good on there. It's like his that yellow shirt and the. Yeah, lost bluey or you know, baby blue or something. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what was Elaine's. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I looked it up the other day when I was looking at these, and it was like it was the same thing with Jerry and Elaine's. It was like, yeah, the strength of the Kramer George plot lines really carried was them so because, much. Yeah, so the so that's one that's got that the the George and Kramer aspect of it is. Yes, that part is one of the greatest. But when you think of an overall episode, that's one that I always like. I think it drops down more than uh, you, I, for me than you think, just because I don't. The other stuff is not as good. But when he, I mean, when Jerry's talking to that girl and says uh, he's a marine biologist and just tells her <laughs> that, and you know, he's like, you know, it's like wells. He goes, yeah. uh, you know, they're the biggest mammals in the sea. But as George says, they don't have to be. <laughs> uh, studying, he's studying blubber. The, 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 uh, that, and then he goes, "Why did you say?" He goes, "You don't want to be an architect, but now I don't know what I'm doing. I'm up here, like on the Galapagos Islands, uh, and they're and he's like talking about plankton as they walk out there. And when he explains, he goes, "She kissed me yeah. when he saves the well. Yeah, because she was crying. I'm crying." Uh, it was, uh, you know, what's funny is I think they were going to end that episode with him just going in the ocean okay, or something like that. And then they needed something else. And that's yeah. when they wrote that. But yes. And then the Kramer and what is it? The Titleist. I mean, the whole, I do, uh, uh, I, the, the, that plot line with them is pretty flawless. Yeah. It, it works because it captures what's so terrible about Jerry that he's just like comfortable just messing with people for the sake of messing yeah. with them. 
that yeah. George will lean into a lie if it makes him look better. And Kramer's just up to whatever Kramer's doing without consequence, you know? Yeah. Is that you want to have fun or are you just saying you want to have fun? <laughs> I got 400 timers in the back of my car. I'm going to go hit them in the ocean. And then they're just like, no. I stink. Yeah. The, another one that almost made my list that, but didn't, it was because of the weakness. Uh, it, was, it was like you were saying earlier. There's a lot of episodes that have one good thing and you only remember that one good thing, but don't remember yeah. how, but it was the episode where Frank Costanza decides to buy a billiards table and put it in George's old bedroom. Oh, yeah. And just speaking of like physical comedy, that yeah. is, they really let like Michael Richard shine there because they're, yeah. they're playing pool in a room that's too small for a pool table but they're so convinced that what, what do they call it the place to be like the, yeah, their, their little be. their little pool hall is cool that they ignore the space limitations i feel like in terms of physical comedy that episode it almost made my list but i i couldn't just because i felt Isn't like it the maestro yeah yeah, yeah. because i think they end up yeah. playing with this little uh yeah. stick and kramer goes you know where it's going and he starts <laughs> he gets he gets on a tear and he's an unbelievable <laughs> which the place to be yeah. the place to be no it's a place to be yeah yeah uh all right so my number one and this one kind of had a, a weak uh, a lane plot but again this was one where jerry george and kramer were were just uh, there are so many scenes that that I even watched them on YouTube yesterday that made me belly laugh. And it is an episode called The Rye. And the, the yeah. plot is that uh, the Costanza family is getting together with Susan's family, the Rosses. The Rosses are kind of this highfalutin, lower Manhattan family. And the Costanzas are, are insane. And, yeah. uh, you know, at the family dinner, uh, the the marble rye that the Costanzas uh, bring end up ends up getting forgotten because of the kind of the madness and Frank Costanza just wants to take it home with him. Uh, George is so embarrassed about this that they need to replace the marble rye, which ends up Jerry steals it from a store. But in order to distract uh, uh, the Ross family, Jerry or or George organizes a handsome cab ride through Central Park. It just so happens that Kramer. Has a hands, it has become a handsome cab driver temporarily, but because he recently went to like a Costco, has been feeding the the horse only beef arino, which gives the 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 horse horrible gas. And yeah. I've never, I think that might be the only time on primetime TV. Rusty, yeah, rusty, hey. where horse farts are the heartbeat yeah. of a primetime show. Yeah, again, yeah. a perfect a perfect setup and a great payoff. For the madness of of the rye bread stuff. Yeah. Yes. The rye would be in my, I mean, I'm sitting here trying to think, like, I've just enjoyed listening to your list. Uh, the rye would definitely be, uh, I mean, we, I mean, because that gets called back later. He steals that. Just give me the rye, you old bag. <laughs> uh, but the plan, I mean, the whole, the dinner with the Costanzas. Yeah. Cause that's the, is that the chicken and the hen so yeah. who's having sex with the rooster? And he goes, the, the, the rooster, and the, the, who's having sex with the hen? He goes, the, the rooster's having sex with all of them. He says, that's perverse. He goes, something's missing. All right. Says, something's missing. Let me understand. You got the hen, the chicken and the rooster. The rooster goes with the chicken. So who's having sex with the hen? <laughs> Talk about it another time. But you see my point here? You only hear of a hen, a rooster, and a chicken. Something's missing. Something's missing, all right. <laughs> They're all chickens. 
the rooster has sex with all of them. That's my voice. So has anybody seen Firestorm? Firestorm. Yeah. Now, where do you fall on, on Jerry Stiller? Like, I feel like he's uh, been a very underrated... Because even King of Queens, which sometimes was hit or miss. Big, Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. He was unbelievable yeah. in it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, he, you know, Ben Stiller, he's Ben Stiller's father. I think he passed away about a year ago or just, so. No, not, no, I mean, month ago. Oh, wow. Two months ago. Wow. I, I'm I pretty really, sure it's pretty quick. Like, yeah. just, just very recent. Yeah. But he, his commitment to just the, how bonkers the character was, yeah. again, it, it, it just worked every time he, he was on yeah. screen. You know, I mean, it's so many, cla- the festivist, so many classic moments, the man's ear when him and Kramer, yeah. and remember they were the listening? Bro. Yeah. The bro, man's ear. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kramer is fitting Frank with it, whether they're yeah. listening to like Poker music, yeah. music dancing, and Estelle Costanza comes in just horrified. Yeah. Again, a great underrated presence in the show, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he was, I mean, so like on like mine, so his the hard part because I've not I didn't prepare as much, but I know everything about him. Uh, I, uh, I so many of uh, Festivus would probably be up there for yeah. me. Just I mean him describing what it is. <laughs> I mean uh, Frankenstein's is just such when he goes to Kramer. I mean that's when Kramer has been out of work, you know when he's out of work and the strike's been happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, we got minimum wage up. And he goes, what is it? It's 13. He goes, Isn't that what it is? He goes, well, you know how to think for that. You know who to think for that. And he's like, I didn't know you had a job. He goes, well, I've been out of work. It's embarrassing. It's been out, you know. And when he goes, when Kramer goes back to that job, one of the funniest things to me, he's got his coat on. He takes his coat off and jams it into the showcase. We're all like, you would put all the uh, baked goods. Like it's in the. <laughs> He doesn't put it in a locker on a hook. He yeah. open, he slides open the door where like the cakes would be. Yeah. And just jams his coat next to there. Uh, and he asks off. That that one's a big one because the festivist. And then he goes. Elaine uh, gets once her. He gets the fake number. Yeah. And he starts steaming it. Yeah. And then she goes to that. Been given a. Oh, you're Elaine. Been a lot of a lot of calling about you. <laughs> And she put a saw back on, you know, she does like horse race. They all show up to their house for Festivus. That's a Kruger one. Yeah. Or Kruger. That's the human fun. That one's was pretty, that could be up there for me, actually. So I think uh, Elaine's, hers, uh, her thing is the sub. Yeah. She wants to get that sub card. That's her storyline. <laughs> Kramer's is going back to work and he's, and then he, and he's going to go on strike again. Uh, then the Festivus, the pole, you got Frank yeah. stands in there. George does the human fun. Yeah. Cause he just get that. And he goes, it's all humans. <laughs> it's and they, a, a fun for humans. Yeah. Money for humans. Fun, yeah. Money for humans. Uh, and then Festivus is all too real. And then Kruger goes over and has to see it. Yeah. Well, and he goes, they got a lot of problem with you people. <laughs> Especially with you, Kruger. He goes, you couldn't, you can't, I can't even say it. This uh, so a uh, silk shirt on a hot date. Like I lost my train of thought. Uh, whatever. Like that line. I can't remember the whole. That's yeah. a tough one to say. But that's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> just, yeah. I got a lot of problems here. We'll start with you, Kruger. Uh, <laughs> just, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> 
and the other thing, it's great because it's it, it tests the limits of how far George will go to protect the lie that he's just standing by. Like he will take Kruger to his house to protect yeah. the human fun thing. But there was another great episode with Susan parents where they drive out oh. to a non-existent beach house. Yeah. And George is just like, I'm in this for as long as you guys are, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah, that is a perfect episode because the other yeah. ones that are on my list, I'll be interested to see if, if you think, if these rank for you, uh, was butter shave was funny. Yeah. The bubble boy, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the blood, where, where oh, yeah. yeah, where the uh, where Kramer starts, uh, um, you know, uh, storing his own blood in the hot tub, right? Oh, and reverse people. All of those yeah. ranked highly for me. All right, then. it's funny you've you've not named my number one. Okay, it's I'm I'm interested. Let Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, my my number one for me is Andrea Doria. Okay. Uh, oh, oh this is a deep cut, man. Yeah. It's 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 the the stuff that's so good, Andrea Doria. So uh, you know, I'm just kind of reading her because George is, uh, Lane is on a blind date now calls the setup because the blind don't want to be associated with. That's a great Jerry <laughs> joke. The blind don't want to be associated with so many breakups. So uh, and then uh, uh, Newman is supposed to go to Hawaii, <laughs> and then or he's been hiding bags. Oh, that's where. So Kramer. Rents out half of Jerry's storage, which yeah. then Kramer rents half uh, half of his storage out to Newman. <laughs> and uh, Kramer's got a cough; he's sick. Yeah, it's just got some really big lines in it. Uh, and then and then and then Jerry has to go do all the mailbags. Yeah, and they uh, and he does too good. And yeah, he goes, because he does fifty percent or something. Yeah, fifty percent. He goes, that, he goes, that's that's like the three minute mile. He goes, no one. <laughs> no, he goes, he's like eighty percent. He's like, no one's ever cracked the fifty percent barrier. Uh, Isn't that the then, one where, where Kramer starts taking the dog medicine for his cough, or is it vice versa? Yes. No. Yes. So that's that's another one. That's where uh, Kramer goes. I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather see a vet over an MD any day. He's got to cure <laughs> a chicken, a frog, a turtle, all in the same day. Uh, uh, the Elaine, I mean, dude, the, yeah. the the Elaine episode. She's dating the person. The guy's a bad breaker upper. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, and then she's like, I can't go out. The breaking up, being a good breaker upper, is the most important part of a relationship. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then you, you got a big head. Tells her you got a big head, and then she's wearing that bird. That guy's <laughs> next to her. Goes, that bird, I've never seen that before. A bird flying to a woman's head, <laughs> like and she's got it. Because on my gigantic freak head, on my <laughs> tiny puny body, and she lets it get to it. And then she goes, "You need to go let them that you're okay with it." When they go eat, and she goes to eat with him, and uh, he, she goes, "Yeah, I'll do that, or I'll stab a fork in his head." <laughs> and uh, so then that's where they go. Kramer's walking by with the dog medicine. All the stuff where it would, he, Jerry shakes the keys. He goes, you'll go for a ride? You'll go yeah, for a ride? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't he sticking and, his head out the window too? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, and he sits back there. He's just, I mean, he's in the back seat. And yeah. he's, in, he's just <laughs> moving around like a dog. He's like, hey, where are we going? This is in the park. Yeah. You're taking me to the doctor. <laughs> and then uh, he's coughing and he goes, uh, hey, there's a big-headed woman that just stabbed a guy with a fork. <laughs> and he runs to the cops. The old mill. He goes, yeah. they need help with the mill. Good boy, good boy. Yeah. But my favorite is the George part. The George going, he can't get that apartment 
Yeah. Because that guy survived the Andrea Doria. Yeah. He goes, oh, it must have been some kind. He goes, oh, do you remember it? He goes, I do. It was a crazy fire. She goes, it was a shipwreck. I remember. Uh, and then Kramer just walks in and goes, Andrea Doria, 2,000 people. Uh, you know, he's like, whatever, 500 people died, 2,000 survived. Yeah. I mean, he goes, how many people you lose on a normal cruise? 30, 40? <laughs> like, I mean, just the idea that 30, every cruise ship that ever gets They're taken, goners. They're goners. 30 to 40 people don't make it back. They just all die. Astonishing Tales of the Sea. Yeah, that's, that's what right. his name is. Book. He <laughs> had it all memorized, and you can see his astonishing bear attacks. Is yeah. the other book he tells him to read. And so then George goes, "You should tell him the uh, tales of Costanza." Yeah. As they go and they're going to meet. He tells them and they're crying. And then George just sits. I mean, George is like beating on the wall behind him. <laughs> and then he goes when he gets up. Oh, when that when that old man's going into that apartment and he just goes. Ahoy, matey. <laughs> That's how he greets him. <laughs> the guy was in a shipwreck. He goes, Ahoy, Ahoy, you shove on off so I can get in here. He's doing all boat term. And then he goes through his tales yeah. of Costanza, yeah. which are flawless. And there I was tied up to a wall, no clothes. Uh, and then, I mean, just going through them all. And then he, and he walks in and he goes, oh, and my fiance died uh, licking stamps, toxic stamps that I bought from her. So, yeah. All right. Have a good day. He just yeah. walks out. I mean, they're just falling. Dude, it, 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 there, there, there's one moment, I think it's the beginning of season eight, and they open with Jerry and George at the diner, at, at Monk's yeah. Diner. And, you know, you've had all of this neurosis and pettiness that is baked into why people love the show. But there's a moment that it, it makes me laugh so hard because it's one of the few where they were self-aware about how terrible they were. Like only they would, would go through these elaborate schemes to get an apartment and to drive yeah. away a shipwreck survivor. But Jerry's sitting across the, 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 the table from George and he's like, what are we doing? We're not men. No, 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 we are not. We should be having dinner with our sons. You know, in that, yeah. that tiny moment of reflection, which is quickly abandoned, you know, yeah. like, like Jerry gets tired of the notion of wanting to start a family and get engaged within like an hour of that, you know, like yeah. that captured such like, it broke the tension a little to be like, are they ever going to acknowledge just how like terrible, weird people they are? And it's like, yeah. they did it in the perfect way that just made it funnier. Yeah. That's, that's the pact, right? That's yeah. what starts the whole Susan pack. Yeah. Went back to Susan. Took some convincing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, the other one was uh, which might have. Uh, oh, it's when George's car he leaves it at the New York. St- uh, he leaves it at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And then uh, it's been sitting there, and he goes, "How are they going?" He goes, "Me going back to the office is going to hurt my chances." And he goes, he goes, I'm a heartbeat away from the general manager, and he goes, you got some organization over there, Steinbrenner. Is a is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, who Larry Every, David I mean, voice. Yeah, yeah, that's an unbelievable character. But that's when he calls Frank Stanza. I mean, uh, when when Simon goes to their house to say George is dead, yeah. they can't find him, <laughs> and he sits there and he goes, "Why'd you trade uh, Bueller? What's his name? Uh, yeah, Jay Bueller. Jay yeah. Why'd you trade Jay Bueller? He goes, he's got a great arm." He goes, yeah. you guys don't know what you're doing over there. I mean, just out of nowhere, he says yeah. it. And he thinks like, his son he, is dead. Yeah. He thinks his son is. He goes, I like Jay Boomer. They say that they like uh, Tim Phelps' bat. And yeah. he goes, oh. He goes, yeah. And then he called in the voicemail, just go, Jerry, this is Frank. George is dead. Steinbrenner's over here. Call me back. Like, just hangs up. I don't know. And then, then he calls George and he goes, uh, 
don't you think you should call your parents and let them know you're not dead? He goes, ah, they could use the break. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other, the other great Steinburner. Oh, wait, sorry. One more that with that story. Yeah. Wait, then George comes back and says he survived and he goes, and I found, I think I found a way to get Griffey and bonds that we don't really <laughs> got to give up that much, which is for anybody that wouldn't know. That is the that would be the most gigantic trade yeah. in the history of baseball. Yeah, to get Griffey and Bonds, who are basically at that point, Griffey was probably the number one player. Bonds was about to be. Yeah, but to be able to get them and not give up, I thought I read something. Someone wrote like what they could have done to actually make that trade. Oh wow! At, like could they could they have really not given up? that much yeah and there was a way there was some weird way i mean it never would have happened but yeah. it was so funny to just he comes i got a way to get griffin bonds and not give up that much. Well, well that was the funny thing about george is like he was secretly a smart guy like the episode where they were all abstinent and and, and yeah. george turns because he's no longer like chasing women just becomes like a genius oh that, yeah that, that plot line it, there, there's a scene where he's like with just the way he's like reading and closes a book with such satisfaction yeah. like you know he's become this scholar it, it, again simple just, joke by a simple man yeah. <laughs> all right so so andrea dory number one you got festivus any any other ones that you would call out as your favorites i'm trying to think well uh, the uh uh i like the cockfighting one yeah little jerry uh, little jerry little jerry uh <laughs> he goes uh when he when he the rooster crows in the morning yeah. and he goes this is little jerry Seinfeld. Goes, what's that he goes i name my name my chicken after you he goes it's very flattering but that's a rooster i mean i mean kramer just looking at it <laughs> uh and then that whole scene of the check bouncing uh I can't remember what George and Elaine's were, but I, I mean, I, there's so many funny lines in that where he says, uh, little Jerry ran from us to yeah. back in is eight seconds. Good? Is that good? He goes, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they go to that fight. Oh, that's when Kramer, I mean, that's when George, uh, they do the, he goes to prison. He dates the girl in prison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he brings no her pop a pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catch a shower fight. He brings her a yeah. case carton of cigarettes for a gift. Yeah. Buy yourself something. He goes, yeah. All right. Tell something nice. He's, uh, he goes, I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner. <laughs> uh, I mean that yeah that scene uh or that episode Soup Nazi I watched yeah. Soup Nazi again Soup Nazi's pretty great man I mean that's a pretty that's up there that would be in there too cuz you know what's funny is I think I for a moment I was like I kind of in my head moved it out of my top yeah. and then you watch it again and you're like it's pretty great dude yeah. everything the Soup Nazi you know I mean the lane I love Elaine stuff with that you know, Jerry Snoopy, Poopy, they sit on the same side of the booth and, yeah. uh, and <laughs> the, then it all backfires. The, I wonder, is it, the one that was on the bubble for me that I almost put in my list was the Van Buren boys, where with the armoire, yeah. that one, there's two like furniture related ones, or is it the same one where the hot tub, where, where, uh, you know, Kramer gets, puts a hot tub in his apartment and yeah. he has those, uh, Asian tourists like sleeping in, in the drawers yeah. of the, uh, yeah. big, uh, uh, piece of furniture. Car, yeah. Farben, <laughs> that's Farben? it. Yeah. That's That's right. It's yeah. not the armoires, the Carl Farwood. Yeah. 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 That, where do, do you rank any of those? Cause I feel like those are kind of, they the bring a bag of oranges. That was the yeah. one they, they try to sell, <laughs> they go to the, like, 
uh, Asian, Japan, Japan Japanese yeah. network or something. And then they, yeah, they, he brings, they like oranges. They bring him a bag of oranges. <laughs> and you uh, see the, you see the, like the, the, the subtitles, like, why did he bring oranges? I don't know. He wants to say, yeah. 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 That's a, yeah, that's it. That's a great one. Uh, yeah. The, the, that one uh, up there. What's the other one you say? The, uh, the, the Van Buren boys. Yes. Where, the yeah. Van Buren. That's a great one. He, the architect, when he wants to be an architect, he goes far around. He just says something. And he goes, Oh, he's good. And George just loves this guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I try to think of the other the story. Oh, that's oh, that. Oh, yes, that's a big one. Peter and buys Kramer's stories. Yeah, that's he right. Buys all his stories. <laughs> yeah. Which is you know, <laughs> which are terrible. So it's like it's where he goes stories. to. Re- How much for the whole lot? He's like, 50, <laughs> I think he says fifteen hundred dollars. He's like. So, or no, maybe like five hundred. It's something ridiculous yeah. that you would sell. You would tell you you would sell your whole, and then that leads into the real Peterman Peterman tour. Yeah, yeah. That the um where Kramer's at the bar later, about to re- you know regale people in another story, and and Elaine catches him like ah 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 that belongs to Jay Peterman now. But even like you learn that the stories that everyone is so infatuated with, they're not that great stories. Like where no. he's he goes to return a pair of pants at the store, but the it's same he's pants wearing, that I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very pants I was wearing just falls store. in mud. Yeah. And <laughs> Uh, yeah. The uh, what's the one too where he sells a suit to Banya? That episode's pretty good. Yeah, th- and that's why I like Kenny Banya. He he's like over the top and car- kind of cartoony, but I did feel like they brought him back into it in in, in really funny ways. But I'm sure as a comic, th- there's probably nothing worse. Th- there's probably no overplayed thing than someone saying that's gold, Jerry. Gold. It's gold. But- well, I look at. I feel like they were the first. Yeah. So I try to think of that a lot. If there is something that gets overplayed, yeah, I'm watching the thing that started it. Yeah, where Seinfeld started. That's cool. Like Seinfeld yeah. did that first. So if you see it from here on out, it's not Seinfeld's fault. You can yeah. be tired of it. It's yeah. everything yeah. else that you're tired of stuff like that. And it's a testament to how how great it was and how how well it worked initially. You know. Yeah, I mean Banya's yeah. act. Yeah. I know that's the one where he bought uh, when he bought I bought a bunch bunch of Bunyan stories from Newman. No much. Yeah, he goes. How much you pay? Twenty dollars. Twenty five dollars. You think you got ripped off? Because uh, uh, there's this fact that they're buying stories. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think if there's. You know, it's funny. Neither one of us mentioned the contest, which is usually something that is number one on the list. And uh, everybody's list, but I'm not, not that I'm not a fan of the episode. I think the episode's great. I do appreciate what they did with that. The art of talking about that subject and not using the, the so descriptive words and using other ways. But I like, I like the other episodes better. So, so the other one that ended up on a lot of lists was the Chinese food restaurant where yeah. they're kind of, and again, groundbreaking for the time. Can you set yeah. a whole 22 yeah. minute block in a Chinese food restaurant? But yeah. again, it didn't really, it doesn't hold up as well, like beat for beat. Nate, are there any other shows that are on right now that you feel like, because obviously I, I feel like you and I are pretty big Seinfeld fans and a lot of people yeah. will all just choose to go back to that, then kind of dive into a lot of new stuff. Do you feel like there's any comedies out, any sitcoms right now that you feel like in any way kind of rival just the pure humor that Seinfeld, because it's, a, it'd be a very short list. If any, like I feel like the yeah. office is up there, but the office is, the office is definitely up there for me. I mean, the office and Seinfeld are my two favorite that I can go back and watch. I mean, I think Seinfeld held its own for much yeah. longer. 
than the office did but uh i think the office is pretty false it has some episodes that are uh we i, I usually talk about the office as not as much as i do seinfeld but yeah. close yeah and uh and other shows you know i mean i don't i mean modern family was good you know i mean I, i'm in the world of talking about doing sitcoms and stuff yeah. like that and i i just it's 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 I don't know if they're going to let a show like that back on. Like, yeah, it's uh, just a comedy show. But I was just talking to someone. So that uh, the Shit's Creek. Yeah. TV show. That's uh, that just won a bunch of Emmys. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of I, th- I have not watched it before. I've heard it's a very, very funny show. That's not that's not a super serious show, it seems. Yeah. I, but I also haven't seen it. And I actually need to go up probably watch it tonight because i need to i need to start watching it yeah uh but to me that it seems like there's just not that many yeah sitcoms now that are you know they're all there everything's got to have a point now it can't just be yeah there is no point and there's it's just being funny so i mean it's something that's kind of uh gone and i think something that's honestly helped stand-up comedy and the fact that a lot of stand-up comedy can still kind of be no there's no point to it i mean you don't get a show every week but yeah you know, when you watch a stand-up episode, it's you know it's like the most laughter you can have. Where they you don't have that. You know, when uh, Kramer with the Jimmy episode, another episode yeah. that's would be probably up on. <laughs> yeah. He gets on and he gets to Mel Torme. He gets to sit up there with him and see. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah. Uh, "He wait, you were wearing those shoes." Yeah, and you yeah. Then he went drawing. to the dentist. Yeah, 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 yeah. You live alone. Yeah, live alone now. Good Real for boy. you. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Goes, yeah. yeah. Not too bad yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's uh, another you you know one other great that and this was on the other day. I was just I was literally walking by the TV and Seinfeld was on. And it was when Kramer went to go be a seat filler at like an award show. Oh yeah. And he yeah. brings his own beef jerky in. And he's yeah. just chomping it down and he takes a bite and he's pulling it as hard as he can and it breaks in his hand and he punches the woman in it in, in sitting in front of him, right in the back of the head. Yeah. It was just like, man. And he, he just points at the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got over. That whole that episode's great. Where uh Scars Scarsdale surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Scar, right? Scarsdale something. Yeah, yeah. And uh they go and uh he's got a f- uh fire. That's actually an unbelievable episode. She doesn't walk with her moving her arms. Yeah, and, uh, it's like she's carrying Welch. two. Yeah, what did he say? It's like she's carrying two heavy lug, lug pieces of luggage around. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jerry's like, yeah, that is weird. And then, yeah, uh, then he goes and he goes. We, 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 I spent. I woke. Uh, I saw the sunrise at Liza's. Like Manelli's. He goes, yeah. nah. <laughs> just another Liza's. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a classic show, and it is. It is true. They they don't really make them like that anymore. Now, like you said, you were in talks. Uh, are you still kind of developing a sitcom? I know everything with COVID's kind of in a weird, you know. No, my, so we did. We shot a pilot, and uh, which it was. I mean, you know, when I every time I pitch a show, I yeah. say I tell them uh, at some point I go, "This is the show." Yeah. I'm not going to dumb it down for some mass bonehead <laughs> mass audience, which is another great Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he yeah. goes, this is the show. Uh, why are people watching it? Cause it's on TV. Yeah. Uh, not yet. I do a lot of, a lot of those references in yeah. every pitch meeting. That do, they I do. Land? I do, do they still land? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> if the person gets it, sometimes they don't, you yeah. know, and they, like, and this, yeah, guy, I like yeah. to, this is the show. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, uh, 
I, we 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 shot a pilot. It didn't go anywhere. It's it's gone. It's done now. Yeah. But the experience of it was pretty crazy. And yeah, uh, getting to see it. And I mean, we shot a multicam, which is Seinfeld. And, yeah. Which is how it was a live audience. And yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, all the all the stuff that you see from the pilot. Look, it's a lot like they did on the pilot episode. That's how a lot of it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, I'll, I'll I'll just keep trying. And yeah. so, I mean, I don't know what the next plan is. COVID did slow everything down. Right now, you would probably be, uh, you'd be either pitching shows or about to. You probably be yeah. pitching shows right now. It's usually there's a season for network TV, and they kind of pitch right now. Yeah. Uh, and then they January February they make pilots. Yeah. So uh, nothing's. We're talking. I'm talking right now, trying yeah. to figure out what the next step will be. But it, but it's it's a, it's tough to get a show on. Yeah. And I mean, I think you just got to try it over and over, and I'll just keep doing stand up and then yeah. if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't so yeah well nate dude i really appreciate you taking a little time to reminisce about uh are you i love it sorry i don't have my list but i actually like this is a good way for you to do it is you do your list yeah i enjoyed listening to your list and then i get to be more yeah well, well nate dude this was a blast man well hey um i definitely encourage people to check out uh just go to napargotc.com to check out the dates right yeah for the one, one night, night only tour, tour starting starting very very soon so uh come see us out there at the driving show and nate land podcast awesome dude well nate appreciate it, man absolutely anytime love you